0: Jones is the man who will take the set-piece. Leacock's in there, Pearson's in there, Darren Moore's in there, all the big men. As Jones drills it in it's in the back of the net! David Jones has grabbed the points for Derby County! Deep, deep in injury time! I think everybody on the pitch, apart from Jones expected a cross, he arrowed it into the top corner, past the helpless Crossley, and Pride Park has absolutely exploded. It's Derby 1, Sheffield Wednesday, nil.
1: So we're back. For those of you that haven't listened before, I, I, I had Lucy's bragging on my last podcast. I said I'm never doing a podcast again. Um, but things have got a bit interesting at Derby County. So um, I've jumped back on the bandwagon and I've got a Sheffield Wednesday guest here. I've got a uh, a few notes on on how to introduce Chris. and I don't quite know how to introduce him because he's a man that's done so much. How would you
2: introduce yourself, Chris McClure? How would I introduce myself? Um, the man that was once in a Day of Straits video when he was five years old. <laughs> That's one thing that I didn't have written down. <laughs> My claims a <are> fame.
1: <laughs> That's quality, that, mate. How are you anyway, mate? You OK?
2: I'm good, thanks. I'm really good. How are you?
1: I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm, I'm nervous about Sunday. But before we um we get on to that, I just want to make sure there's no Fallows-McClaw rivalry going on because uh, your kid, John, from Reverend Demakers, Makers, went on BBC Radio Derby this morning and uh, he called me out. Um, he, he was listing Derby fans he knew and, and he, he went, Blake, Blake Fallows, he said... I'm not, to- I'm not talking to him for a few weeks. And uh, we're doing this documentary about Sheffield together that will come out soon. So I actually thought he was just really busy with his with his album and stuff, but he is actually ignoring me.
2: What's really funny is my radio plugger, he's a lad called James Bass, and he's a Derby fan. And we get on really well, me and James, but I, don't, I think I'm going to have to stop talking to him for a few weeks because um, <laughs> until all this is over. I've got a few mates who are Derby. I know another lad called Blake Fallows, who's a, a big Derby I lad know, Blake. Uh, yeah, well he's he's a big derby man, so I'll have to be have to be sort of avoiding everybody for a couple of weeks until it's <laughs> all finished. Yeah, yeah, there's history between us and derby, you know, we can get into it. But I thought <laughs> shall I t- shall I be truthful on this podcast? But I'm gonna come in with the old the old truth and uh, if, if derby fans kick off, then I'll risk it. I come in good faith. Uh,
1: I love it, mate. I love it. Right. We'll start from the very beginning. Like, can you remember your
2: first Wednesday game, your first Wednesday memories? Uh, I remember we won League Cup in '91, last trophy, major trophy we've won. Um, and my first memory is John Sheridan scoring winner against Man United at Wembley. I weren't in ground; I were at home. I was five. My dad. We had a friend at family, but he was like a cousin. He had Down syndrome, and he was sat on uh, on floor. And my dad like kicked him, not in an aggressive way, in like a getting way uh, when Sheridan scored. And it, if you ever see it goal like it hits that back stanchion and makes a dink, like a dink. Uh, so everyone calls it the dink. So that was my first memory. But I was nearly an Everton fan, to be honest. Uh, my mum's side of family are all like staunch Wednesday, like uh, Hillsborough area. Um, but my dad was from Lake District, and my grandad's brother won the league with Everton, in same team as Dixie Dean. So, yeah, we, I was very, and I went to Goodison a couple of times. But the first ever Premier League match between for Wednesday was Everton away the first game in premier league and uh, I went in Everton and and Chris Waddle were on our team and I were already ready to like I knew me out all Wednesday already but that like cemented it and ever since then I've been obsessed
1: it's it's strange with the the Sheffield dynamic because obviously we've got the derby forest thing but we're different cities I've never really I've always found it weird that two people from the same city who could probably live next door to each other ate each other. Is it's like... well,
2: my neighbour's got my neighbour um, yards away from. has got a big United badge on front of his house, and I've got a big Wednesday badge on the side of mine. And it's like we'll just go outside for a cigarette and be like we'll, we'll like be amicable. It's weird, but you know deep down you just want to go. Can I swear on you? Yeah, of course you can. I feel like I'm going fuck off. <laughs> I? <laughs> yeah, I suppose that I lived with a Derby fan at uni in Manchester, Rob Hammond, and a uh, rape character. And he, but, like, the hatred's just, I think it's like, it's bad, is it, between Derby Forest? Yeah, it is. I used to, like, chill out at home, and I'd know when he were home, because the door would bang, and I'd hear him downstairs going, oh, hey, shit's on the red side of the trend. And it's something about eating rats the summer, and, like, oh, he's home. So, yeah, I, I got all that Derby Forest history quite early on.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I saw him at um, Reverend of the makers last gig in Sheffield.
2: Oh, he was he were a good laugh him at uni, you know. Really? Yeah, so we call him. Everyone called him spam. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do know him. I, I saw him at the the gig with uh, James Barker and a few others that, that know you. So yeah, growing up, Wednesday then, was it was it always easy? Was it tough? Did was there a moment where you proper fell in love and thought this is this is like a bit of me?
2: Well, I were born into Wednesday's, arguably Wednesday's greatest side. So when you know when you know what it's like when you're like six, five, between ages of five and eight, Wednesday had like what many would consider the greatest ever team, which has had Waddle, David, Hurst in it. We had that classic game against Derby ninety three quarter final that three three. It's always shown, on not like I remember watching that in out and there. Yeah, and but the problem with that is like. It's like that song, is it? If you haven't, if you hadn't seen some such Richards, I, uh, if if I'd not seen such riches, I could live with being poor, sort of thing. Like I thought that this was what football were like. We had in ninety three, we went to Wembley four times in t- about three weeks, uh, in cup finals, and um, I thought this is just magical. You go, you you go to this ground and see these like amazing players, and then I think like the Decanio pushing the ref moment were quite a. It was quite a turning point in club's history, really. At that point, that's when just before major money comes into Premier League, and like Ferguson backed backed Cantona when he kicked fan. Danny Wilson never backed Di Canio. He kind of sold him out, to, and the chairman at the time were after a job in Premier League, and he got it. And he can't. We kind of isolated Paolo, and then he got really. And I think Derby know this man more than most clubs. Like he got really doomy, and and. It hurts, really, to be honest. And since then, we've never really recovered. It,
1: it, yeah, you're another club that people always mention when they talk about, like, Sleeping Giants. There's, there's yeah. some big clubs down there. And I think, arguably, I mean, there's two that have gone up automatic above us. But Sheffield Wednesday and, and Derby County are, are proper big clubs, aren't they?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because, like, you look at... I'll say I'll get the worst two out of the way. I look at Sheffield United and Knotts Forest going up, and you look at Leeds now, and you look at like, I look at Brentford's and Bournemouth and Watfords, and you know, and I think I look at Wednesday and Derby, and I think Wednesday are turn again, like because you know, I know what a packed out Hillsborough's like, and you, and I well I know what both I know what a packed out Pride Park's like, and it's uh if especially for what you guys have been through last few years, and uh, and we had that as well, there were a time when we didn't think we were going to exist. I think whoever does take them clubs back to that level is going to be like demigod state, like on another level of god status. Because, and I think that's what attracts people like Wayne Rooney or you know Carlos Carvalho at clubs, thinking, well, if I do it, I'm an hero. This season,
1: then we'll, we'll just have a a quick kind of look back it started for what three quarters of the season maybe or a bit less where it was top of the league he was grinding them results out what what do you think's kind of gone wrong and and as a as a Derby legend because he got us promoted well he didn't get us promoted he played in the promotion side of was Darren Moore what's what's Darren Moore been like and, and what's the season been like and why has it kind of dropped off?
2: Well, I think let's go back to Pride Park again. Weirdly, we kind of interlinked Wednesday and Derby in weird ways. We got relegated in 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 lockdown uh, mm-hmm. at Pride Park under a transfer embargo. More had just come in, and I think that was one at lowest points of being a Wednesday. Right? You thought, what what's going to happen to the club now? Like we'd overspend. The chairman. I mean, he bankrolls us and he's willing to spend, and it's his own personal money. But he's very, na- I, in my opinion, he's very naive and he's made a lot of mis- football, a lot of mistakes, really. But, and at that point, some more came in when we were, uh, I think we had like seven players, and he's he's cobbled the squad together. They're like experienced and young. And um, obviously, we, we missed our Mendes Lang, man. He got caught out of position in, in playoff. Second leg and Sunderland scoring last minute were Lang's fault, if I'm honest. And uh, and then this season, it's I mean, If we win on Sunday, which I, I know you hope we don't, but we'll be on ninety six points. I don't, I don't think it's ever been heard of. Ridiculous. And if and in and in any other season, we would have been happy with third. But I think it's the nature in which in, in which it's happened because we we had a spell between October. We lost at Plymouth away. In October, and then we were unbeaten until February, and we went. We were as biggest run in in his history, unbeaten, and we broke clean sheet record. And we, I would have given you everything I owned to say we were going up, but wow. in all honesty, what's happened is we've lost George Byers, and we lost Josh Windass um, at the same bang at the same time. We won at Portsmouth away, and then we had Barnsley away. And we even in my opinion, we should have we should have buried Barnes that we aren't by and windass. We had loads of chances, but that affects all our style of play because we ban with we, we Bayers, Windass and Bannon. I'd go as far as saying we'd have one league by. You know, if we'd have kept them them three are unplayable at this level, I think, you know, bar a couple of teams. And uh, we've lost buyers and windass, which means we've had to change the style of play because it leaves us with two strikers who like to play with the back to goal and we don't play behind defence, we have to play in front of their defence. Um, but even, like, and, and don't get me wrong, the collapse has been terrible, but I worked out after Portsmouth because I'm a geek, and I was like, we we need five more wins. Five more wins will get us promoted. I think we've either got that, or we could get that Sunday, and it wouldn't have mattered. Because like, no one would have seen Ipswich going on this run as well. So yeah, I mean... I'm glad it's done and dusted before this game. To be honest, so we've got time to uh, to adjust. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but I person on a personal level, I'm happy. Windass is back; he'll play Sunday to get some minutes under his belt. But he's back, and we win that in his team, and it takes a lot of pressure off Bannon. And it'll make it. It means we can get Round back basically because he'll he'll open up. He opens up space, so we'll see. I, we won't play a. I don't think we'll play a, a strong side on Sunday.
1: Well, that, that was kind of my hope, and I think a lot of Derby fans hope that you are secured in third, can't go up or down, maybe rest a few but going. But then the other side of it is, do you want to beat us to avoid us? Because if you beat us and Peterborough
2: get a result, then you get Peterborough over well, two legs. this is next. where it gets interesting, isn't it? If you could... See, I've, I've talked to a few of mates and I've said, who do you want? I want Derby, personally. I've said it I'm going to get absolute pelters for this if we go out to you the reason I want I take Bol- I don't want Peterborough for some reason I, do- I think we suffer when it's a, a small compact pitch and the Um for some reason I'd rather play on a big open bigger pitch I don't know why yeah I'm, a lot of lads want Peterborough but I'm going to put it out there and say I think I want Darby, but I'm saying that nervously
1: is this a good time to air your grievances? Why, why you've got a well, bit of a, a bit of hatred towards Derby County?
2: I'm gonna get absolute misery here. I don't hate them by any stretch. They're not. nowhere they near in like category of Sheffield United or maybe Leeds or someone. But um, there is a reasoning. It's not just irrational. Let me start in 2000, the, the year we got relegated from Premiership. I got I got up Saturday morning to go for a game of football. I got up and my neighbour said, "I've got a ticket for Pride Park. Do you want to come?" And like away games, then were like, "Oh my god, I'm going away to watch Wednesday." We went, but he didn't tell me until we got to the ground that we were in Derby end. So I'm sat bang opposite away fans on the other side of the stadium. About five, I could I could take it to seat there. Uh, about five rows up, and it were like we, you were struggling and we were struggling. It was February we performed well 2-1 up and then we went through on goal at last minute and slid it up it's 3-1 up we're going to survive and my da- mate's daddy was usually we were like a bit posh and usually reserved like went mentally in stand in Derby End and I'm like and he's like they're lobbing us out I remember Stewart's like dragging us out of the ground and there was this big like throw I'm like oh, why have been 14 there was this big like not ruckus but like a bit of chaos and Derby scored two in the 92nd minute. I remember it. <laughs> and I was just like, what's going on? So there's that.
0: Johnson waiting for him on the edge of the penalty area. He's done well. Dean Sturridge, he chips the ball across for Strooper it up the line and bullied home. And the grandstand finishes still on Craig Burley. Halves the deficit again. And his first action was to look at the scoreboard to see how long was left. Sturridge played the ball across. Strooper's header knocked off the line brilliantly. But Burley from seven yards makes it 2-3. 90 seconds of injury time played. Struple lays it off-kick. Plants for Sturridge! Great save by Sanicek. Still the danger not passed. And it's in! When Sheffield Wednesday taken a 3-1 lead with only 90 seconds left, Malcolm Christie will claim the goal. And remarkably, it's
2: 3-3. And then there's uh You're going to wait for this all you. We think that you pinch our songs. <laughs> We're like, why don't they make their own songs up? <laughs> so there's that. When you bounce, it infuriates me.
1: Well, I never understood this, so when I started going in like the noisy corner and, and bouncing and all that, that was all new to me. It was it was later on that I discovered it was a Wednesday song first, but now Plymouth fans bounced to the same tune, and I was raging, so I get it now.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think we played you on first day of the season after we just got promoted, 2012, and there were 6,000 of us, and we scored it last minute, and it was just when that bounce thing, it, there's a video on YouTube it looks incredible, and Every club does it now, but I think like I've just held it close to me. I'm like, why are they doing that? So there's that, and then there's uh, the image of your players dancing in Car Park after uh, you got you relegated us. <laughs> so basically, like, I'm, I'm not having it. can't have them. But uh, uh, and now you know that we're going to get each other in playoffs. So, uh, right, three very valid reasons.
1: I'll give you all three of them.
2: Yeah, so you know, and I, I, I'm going to say this through got a few forest mates now. I know Johnny Owen, who's on board at Forest, yeah, yeah, and then I've been out with them, and you know what them lot thinking, but I don't get swayed by them. It's purely Wednesday reasons why I've uh, got a bit of a personal battle with them. But I'm nervous, I don't know if I do want Derby, I'm just thinking about going to Pride Park. Our record at Pride Park is shocking. I think we've won there once, mm. it's
1: one of
2: them, innit? You want to, we want to. Well, I think I suppose you guys are just concentrating on Sunday, aren't you? Yeah, I think you,
1: I think there's, there won't be one Derby fan in that Leppins Lane end that's confident that we're in the playoffs yet because it's, it'd be such a Derby County thing to do to go and, or it'd be, or something like Peterborough go and beat Barnsley 4 0. Exactly.
2: When Remember it? when yeah. Forrest got, Boris, that Swansea went and knocked five past the Muslims. Sto- Stoke on it, 4 1. Yeah. Yeah, It can happen. I mean, I would, I think Sunday's got a draw written all over it, to be honest. I think it might get to a stage where, obviously, we're, we're, we are where we are, and I think it'll get to a stage throughout game where you guys know you, you're in. Maybe Warren lobs. He's not going to want McGoldrick out there for much long, for long, if he didn't have to, is he? No. No. Um, and he worries us because he's an next blade in
1: not he? he is, and he's been unreal this year. I mean, without him, would be 15th.
2: Yeah, I mean, I will not mind someone going through back room on Sunday, I'll be honest. You
1: know. <laughs> I can't say that really. But What's the uh, the mindset? Because Derby have been in the playoffs a few times where they've been up there, I think three or four seasons in a row at one point where we were in automatic and then dropped out into third. And sometimes it's, uh, you touched on it earlier, sometimes it's a disappointed feeling going into the playoffs rather than if Derby sneak in in sixth, Going into the playoffs buzzing, playing a team that's maybe gutted, they've not got automatic.
2: I think we've had a period this last week or so, last two to three weeks where it like there's been a bit of anger almost towards this. It's been a bit like I suppose anger towards the team and more. Some fans can't take to more, but I like him. There we go. Um, but I think we're over that period now. I'm glad I'm just glad we've had that time in between Confirming we're not going up automatic and playoffs, and I think now it feels like a bit of a reset for fans and club. Like, right, let's get... and we've got a few bodies back indoor, which is what we're desperate. But apparently, today Lee Gregory has uh fractured his cheekbone in training. So, wow, that's uh, news to me. I didn't know that, yeah. And he's gonna apparently, rumor has it, he's gonna wear uh, It's not come out publicly, but everyone's saying it's true. and um, apparently, he's gonna be wearing a mask, so we're gonna have like Zorro up top of. Is it with Gregory? You guys? Yeah, he's played for us before. Yeah, I mean, it's been great for us. It's but if it, if if more plays Bannon, on Sunday I'm going to be fuming. Like I'll be fuming because he needs a rest and we need him fresh. Because if we are Bannon, I think we're a bit of a different. I mean, even Bannon gets criticised at times, which is just absolutely insane. Like. He's head and shoulders as best player. By maybe were pushing him, but yeah, we've got to protect Barron. So I can't see him playing it. I think he'll play three or four at first team. and I think he'll just literally not bring them on all rest room. Really? Which will be great for you. Everyone's a winner, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, I pay you a lot of money and snap your hand off <laughs> for a 0-0 draw and coming back Balls down there, M1... Be the M1. best all the team and all, aren't they? Yeah, we'd like. Yeah, you'd like to think there's so many variables, aren't there? That's the
2: saying. That like it's one of them. Like whoever's in the team are going to want to turn up and put mm-hmm. performance in because there's a chance they they want to be they want to be starting eleven, don't they? Do you know what I mean? But I've got, i got think it's got draw written all over it. and I don't think we'll be going go if it's one-one with twenty minutes left. I think in your sit, you're in. I don't think we're going to absolutely go for your throat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'd I'd, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> it's a bit it's a weird one isn't it because we're not bothered at minute and then come full time whistle you could be buzzing and then it's like right it's us for you let's have it it's...
1: it's such a weird situation I don't think I've ever known anything like it before where oh, we could be going back in a week
2: who knows in playoffs man who knows I, I just hope that whoever we play in first leg because I think he went up to Sunderland last year we not to uh, not-to-lose mentality. And I don't think you can afford to do it. I know that sounds cliche, but I think you've got to go, right, we're going to play this game and go for you. And uh, we want an open game. Like, we want spaces on pitch and we want it to open up because then we can hurt teams. But if teams press us and make it... Well, you'll have had it against you. Like, it's when, like, exiters at home and they're just wasting time and keepers are going down and it's, like, soul-destroying, man.
1: Mate, it's... It's beyond a joke now. The new the new thing is it's not just keepers
2: when two players go down because you can't take them both yeah. off. Yeah. They've got to bring like Simbins in or something because it's horrendous to watch. But I think Derby Wednesday would be a great game though. I don't think any... any. I don't think either would try and like go and protect anything. I think they'd just go to all out like, good for each other. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. In the, in the playoffs, I think Warren would... Obviously, we'd have a home game and, and then go away. But... I think you, Derby, have got to go out and win at Pride Park. If if we get you going, try and get a goal or two to to go back with.
2: That's you the... see, we've never won playoffs when we play away first. Really? I, if I could choose, a play at home first. I don't think it's an advantage. No, no, it's true. I think, I think when we went to the playoff final and championship, we got Brighton, and they just like we just swamped and we're noisy nice and we have got ourselves up two nil up. And then it's just go down to their place and protect it. It's a laugh. I think there's something to be said for it, me. Yeah, we're We're away regardless, aren't we? There's got to be a ticket today for second leg, actually. Oh,
1: the, the on sale. because it's yeah, be well, well, I what do, you've
2: I got it, one so on your yeah. We've just got to have name on it. So I think it'll be Derby County, if I'm honest. I hope so, Chris. Who, who do you want? If you could, If let's pretend, I know you're taking it a game at a time, but if you could play any team... <sighs>
1: Which wasn't all Barnsley really, innit? It's you or Barnsley, but Barnsley ripped us apart at Oakwell, and I mean, like people leaving, yeah, like they they could they could really could go a goal up and get three or four at their place, which worries me. I'm not saying Sheffield Wednesday can't, but I've witnessed it this year with with Derby and Barnsley. I mean, we beat them um, twice before that. We beat them in the FA Cup and and in the league at home, yeah. but yeah, I, I just they just worry me because they can get goals, can't they?
2: I'd fancy us against Barnsley on a big pitch. On a Wembley, I'd back us against anyone. Like I said, I think like with Bannon and Windas, Bannon can play it. Put it on I think on a big pitch he'll excel. But uh yeah, I don't it worries me gonna Peterborough in that little ground with that sort of atmosphere with that with that Clark Harris up top, with balls going in box. That's what worries me about Peterborough. And uh Although McGoldrick's a fucking great player, I've watched quite a lot of him. And he's not, I'm not saying he won't hurt us, but you can almost see what he's going to do. Like you can, you're you looking at him, I think. He plays a lot in, like in front of defence. He? He's, he's just finishing McGoldrick's. He's unbelievable.
1: It's, it's it's how quick his brain works, which is scary yeah. at this level. I mean, sometimes even the, the Derby lads are over alongside him. He's just turning one round the corner and he's going. Like that and they're looking at him as if to say, I'm not on your wavelength wavelength pal. You know what I mean? It's it's scary. I'd like to myself, but I don't think that we're ever gonna be on cards, really. Right. Before we move on to talk about dire straits and and some other stuff, we've got to talk life on the road in League One because I know you go all over the place like I do with Derby following Wednesday. Does it stay enjoyable when you're in League One for a couple of seasons? So I go with my
2: cousin, Tommy, and I go with my old mate, Steve, who's like just turned 70. We've been everywhere. I'm trying to think, oh, I didn't go to Lincoln. I had someone on, but I went last year. And uh, I think we're all tired now. I think that M5 is insane, isn't it? Mate,
1: uh, the M5, when we had, I think we had Bristol Rovers on the Saturday, extra on the Tuesday, and then Forest Green on the Friday bank holiday. And every time, they, they were stuck on the M5 at every time. That that hill up to
2: far Green, man, I didn't know. I thought, is this where it's come to?
1: Oh, mate. Really? Well, we played them in the FA Cup about 15 years ago and they nearly beat us, but they were non-league and we were championship. And then to go there in the league game and you want on a terrace where all the fans can't fit and people we hanging fuck off.
0: It, we fucking
2: lost 1-0. <laughs> mate, talk <laughs> me through that. Oh, just that, that would just, I don't, I don't even know an explanation it would like. Terrible, really bad. But um yeah, I feel you know what? I've loved it and I've I love watching Wednesday away. It's one of my favourite things to do, but uh it's just like every ground seems about just about two and a half hours away. Just about that half an hour too long. Do you know what I mean?
1: They are, aren't they? They're doing some awkward some awkward places as well, aren't they? Well, like forest I, green. I've like been in the peak district and then suddenly a ground Shrewsbury, pops up. Like
2: fucking who wants to go to fucking Shrewsbury? And uh, I've got enough now, but I've got a I've got a little one on way, so I'm gonna have to uh, wind it down. I think I can't be justifying like Portsmouth on a Tuesday night when when a little one's coming. But uh no, I'm. It's been. I think Accrington's my favorite, the Wham Stadium. Yeah. Did you do what we did to add more fans than them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's mental, isn't it?
1: They're so accommodating, like they welcome the away fans more than the home fans because they know that's how yeah. like they're making the money, isn't it.
2: He knows where money is it, chairman. But I mean, it's testament to British, uh, to English football. Like, if it is us two going into two games in playoffs, like the atmospheres in them grounds in third tier of English football, that is incredible. Well, there could be something like 70,000-odd-thousand at the two yeah, games, yeah. wouldn't they? Unbelievably, we're the saying we us in Sunderland, and like, all right, I've said I've got a bit of a personal thing with him, but there's a respect there as well. There is a respect of like we're we're from similar places and similar mindsets here. Mm. And uh I'm not being funny, but you want who and I'll get pelters for this off but you've got to earn it on pitch, but who wants would you rather watch Brighton Bournemouth or would you rather watch Derby Wednesday in a Premier League match? It, it, mm. it's yeah, but, yeah. but you've got to do it on pitch, aren't you? And you can't you can't maybe we've lived on as past too much. You know, we were all at bypass Wednesday. I think it's like become like a trauma PTSD thing. Like it's just like never-ending pain.
1: I think with a bit of luck, this might be the first of like a couple of times we speak within a week. So we'll we'll stop the football chat for now because obviously we'll be talking a lot about football potentially. That's what that's when I say it, and Forest fans start clipping it and put on social media saying, "Look at this prick," (laughs) saying was in the playoffs last week. Right. Well, I was going to ask you a couple of other things, but. We've got to start with Die Straits because that, that was a bolt from the blue for me. How on earth do you end up in a Die Straits video at five years old?
2: They filmed a video, I forget what it was called, something like Colin Elvis, I think it was called, or Fuel for Summer. I'll have to find it. And uh, they were filming it at Sheffield Arena. And uh, I think it was at school. I was like, come on, we're going to the arena. And I'm like, like Martin off I'm like, I've arrived five. And Martin Offler was like, doing his thing. And then they panned around crowd at camera. And I'm like, told everyone at school, I'm in a Die Straits video. And no one's got a clue what I'm on about. <laughs> That's where it all. That's where music starts.
1: Right, and a minute, obviously, I mentioned your brother calling me out on on BBC Radio Shredder Derby. That I've got over now. I'm over it. Um, but yeah, he's obviously doing promo for his album that could be in the top five in the country tomorrow. i are oh, really proud of him. Because it's incredible.
2: I've been. and I've seen my brother's journey. We're really close, me and our kid. And I've seen his journey from first record. And, you know a 20-year career is bound to have, like, dips and highs and lows, and there's been a lot of lows, but to see him, like, on an upward trajectory, getting fans engaged and young fat like, and I, th- I think he were number six today. He ends tonight. So, I mean, to get a top ten after all these years, because if you think about it, my, my brother's band, Reverend Makers, like, we'll discount Arctic Monkeys because that's another level of, like, popularity, but... There's not many of them the bands that came out of that time around. Especially not around after having like all right, so we might do reunion gigs and do first rec, not like continually making new music. So yeah, really proud of him. He's uh, he deserves it. Yeah, and he's
1: um I'm recording a documentary with him for for Absolute Radio about that time in Sheffield, and he's to say he's been a top bloke and gone above and beyond is an understatement. He's he's helped me out so much when at the end of the day he could have just said, yeah, because well, he's going to host it, but he hasn't. He's took me around Sheffield. He's shown me the places. He's told me the history. And honestly, I've been so, so impressed and in awe of him, of, of
2: how he is. No, he's well, he's one, he's proud of where he's from and he's grateful for like his situation. But two, like, you should act like that with people. You know what I mean? Like, that's hard to, that do not matter if you're like Elton John or like Sandra in uh, Erin Foods. You know what I mean? Like, you should treat people like. And be proud of where you're from and treat people all right. And I think you like to think that he's kept that like that close to his heart because it's important, man. It's like, I think that's, that's probably one of the reasons why he's lasted so long in industry because he's genuine.
1: Yeah, and, and doing things like going on Radio Derby this morning when he's like Ramo doing
2: all that and he goes, pick up the phone, yeah, I'll do it. He's not turning his nose up to anything, man. No. He's like, yeah, if you want me on, thank you, I'm grateful, I'll come on. Like, mm. it's, you know... So, uh, yeah, I really hope he gets that top 10 tomorrow because um, they really deserve it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to put a clip out later of of, of this and and do it another push. I bought a couple earlier, and so I'll bang it out there and hopefully we we can help push him into there because he, he does deserve it. Wicked. And then I first met you at a DMAs gig in about 2018. And it was a weird one because it was back in my rock and roll days. So I probably had a few. And... Um, I definitely had a few. I Have remember
2: night. Well, I, I often remember night.
1: Well, I I remember bits of it, but I've I've looked at the picture earlier, and yeah, I think we're, I think we're both on the same level. Um, yeah. But I had a picture because I recognised you instantly as being on the cover. I mean, you must get sick of having to tell this story, but yeah, it's, it's on this on
2: this sort of stuff. It's expected, isn't
1: it? Yeah, mate. How on earth does that come about? And did you ever expect it to be like one of the? Best-selling British albums of all time with your with your mug on the front.
2: It's uh, it's something that I'll just never ever leave me. Basically, I've just accepted that that is like going to be mentioned every once every two days at least. Like it's just that's just part of life. And uh, yeah, I met him on a bus when all band when all Sheffield music scene were kicking off. Like even before they were even in the Party Monkeys, and we the bus used to go from Sheffield City Centre to Hillsborough. To Grena side to Eye Green, and uh, like me and our kid, some of my bass player Andy used to off in We all used to go off at like different parts of the bus, and we all met on it. And like strokes came out and all that stuff, and we kind of bonded over it. And then this like explosion happened. So, anyway, fast forward to that record, I think they asked our kid to be on the front originally. But he was like in band at the time, and he's like, I can't, I've got my own record coming out, like. And then Andy or Alex had said, like Chris had been mint for it because it was going to be a, it was going to be called a weekend with, and it was meant to be a weekend with this guy up front. I think that was like the concept, like a bit of a concept album. And if you follow it inside, it's like Friday night to Sunday night in the inlay. Uh, but they didn't go with that, and. Uh, and yeah, no, I didn't expect it to be as big as it were. I knew it'd be sucks. I knew it. I thought it'd be like coral big. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought it'd be like, yeah, like a bit. A lot being on, I remember thinking it'll be like being on a coral album. <laughs> I and mean, then, like, fucking it up. fucking were And then, like, people are sending me pictures of like being in Times Square and that. And I was like, coral have never been in Times Square. Like, this is getting out of hand. And, uh, two old tubes and that were covered in my face and yeah it like at time were un- like amazing looking back but uh after a bit it were like whoa this is never gonna leave me man like and even like yesterday someone like who i didn't know at work like because i work you know what i mean i'm like i've I'm, well got money and like Can i have a picture here and i'm like i'm at work like i've Doing me work like I'm an occupational therapist. Like, no, not really. But yeah, I don't want to be rude, but it's weird, and it's like it's put me in so many like weird, bizarre places. and met me, and I've met so many bizarre people through it that eighty percent of me thinks I'm really proud. I love it. Twenty percent thinks fucking you how what is that about?
1: Yeah, I've had to say because it's 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 something you can't change, in it you can't go back yeah. and
2: done All right. I remember, like me and Nirvana baby didn't? <laughs> just <laughs> at least you've got your clothes on I've got my clothes on yeah <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got an airline and all then and um, I mean it's yeah it's, they're playing next month actually in Hillsborough Park which is bang next to Hillsborough Stadium which will be amazing for Sheffield and uh, but it does evoke certain emotions you start to like because during all that madness in Sheffield and like No one gives you a script of how to act when that happens. You just, like, you just, growing up, you just put an Oasis, like, DVD on and go, oh, that's what they do and other people see. And then when it happens to, like, you and your mates and, like, you're caught up in it all, it's like, fuck Hell, what do we do now? But, uh, you know, thankfully we've all come through it. (laughs) Like, it's it's (laughs) semi-normal. Semi-normal. Before you go,
1: I need a prediction. Prediction for of, Sunday. yeah, for, well, for, for Sunday and then how you see it going into the playoffs? For Sunday, I'll say 2-2. And
2: I oh. think that one will know that you're in quite, with quite a bit of time to go and I can see him everyone off. And I can see game just kind of being insignificant compared to what fans are going to be singing at each other. And, you know, there'll be a bit of that for the last 15 minutes. And then I can see it being... What would that leave it? That would leave it. I can see it being Wednesday Derby, Barnsley, Bolton. Yeah, and then it. I can. I can see Bolton turning Barnsley over. Me, I, do, I think Barnes The Barnsley hype's overrated. Yeah, I think they're a bit. They're the arrogant ones going in, not Wednesday or Derby. Yeah.
1: My 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 um, hype about Barnsley was just purely based on one game where they tonked to us. It's not a, a thing of over the season. I just, I just don't fancy them because I've seen them are already
2: know so like, don't get me wrong they can obviously play but I think I definitely think at Wembley you can you can you can do them um Wednesday Derby well I've got to say Wednesday Anna I've got to say it but I've got no evidence or historical evidence to suggest that that's going to happen so it's just I don't feel nervous about it a minute but come next this time next week I will be breaking it. You um are you gonna come back on and
1: have a chat before that? To to it. three
2: three part if you want. Well, let's see how it let's let's reconvene after Sunday. Let's
1: reconvene and we'll dissect accordingly. I might go into hiding. I think you'll be all right, mate. Well, no matter what, we'll have it we'll have a chat about the game and everything because I'll we'll,
2: Yeah, we'll... I'm up for it. Uh, I could talk about it all day. So just let me know and I'll come
1: on next week if we're playing each other. Hey, top money. I've really enjoyed it, mate. I appreciate your time. No worries, dude. Uh, I'll see you soon and uh, see you a bit, I'll have to race to see you on Sunday once again thank you very much and I'll uh, yeah I'll, I'll, see we'll see next,
2: Matt, I'll see you next week man. up the Rams up the Al see you in a bit